Hey guys, welcome back to the CF High podcast. My name is Philip Edwards, and I'm the high school worship director here at Christ Fellowship. And this was our final week of our Withhold to Behold series, and I was given the privilege to teach on fasting and talk about what fasting is, why do we do it, and that the reason we ultimately fast is to cultivate a deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus. And so just kick back, relax, put on your comfy clothes. Hope you enjoy. How many of you guys are participating in the church-wide fast, have been participating the past, like, 17 days? Is it 17? Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. But we got a few worst days ever. See, tonight, I'm hearing a lot of, it's been the worst days ever having to do this fast. I'm going to change your view tonight on what fasting is. And instead of being like, oh, man, I have to fast, you're going to think, oh, wow, I get the opportunity to fast and get closer with Jesus. And I, I think that a lot of the negative view that people have on fasting is because you don't actually know what it, like, you don't know what it really means. You have, like, a religious view of fasting instead of a relationship with Jesus view of fasting. Does that make sense? That's kind of a word right there. Come on. Somebody give me an amen. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, we're going to look at... Um, we're really going to look at what Jesus says about fasting. We're going to spend some time in some scripture. And because he's, you know, Jesus, so he probably has the answers, not what the world says. Anybody, how many of you know, like, when you hear the word fasting, you just think of, like, just not eating? It's just like, that's what you think of. Raise your hand. Everybody? Most of you? Well, just, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. So, yeah, fasting is not really eating. And so, I like to uh, give look at what Google says things mean, as in just what the world says, and then I'll give you my little definition, which is a little different. But Google says fasting is abstaining from some or all kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. That's what Google says. So, But this is my definition that I made up that makes sense to me, and maybe it will make sense to you. And if it doesn't, then hopefully by the end of tonight, you'll understand. But my, the Philip definition, the Philip translation of fasting says, is spending time withholding from eating or any other activity so that you can find all your life and sustenance from Jesus. Does that make sense? Are you tracking? Okay. So fasting is really just removing something that we're accustomed to that is part of our regular life, whether that most of the time is eating or some kind of eating or drinking. Removing that to make us more aware of how much we need Jesus and how much we need to rely on him. Now, I just want to just like, just take down any religious and worldly view of fasting tonight and that we're not just going to, like any negativity towards fasting is gone in Jesus' name. Amen? We're going to look at fasting like, wow, fasting is so fun. Say fasting is fun. I said fasting is fun, and I heard some fasting is other things. So let's try again. Fasting is fun. I didn't, okay, I heard you say it, but I did not hear that in your tone. But it's okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. All right, so we're just going to get right into it and look at what does Jesus say about fasting. So we're going to read, everybody got a Bible? If you don't got one, it's going to be on the screen, but we have Bibles around here somewhere. I don't know. But we're going to jump to Matthew 6. And we're going to read what Jesus says about fasting. In my Bible, there's a little heading that says fasting on it. How cool is that? All right. So I'm going to read it, 
and then we'll go back and just kind of break down what he's talking about. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that you will not be obvious to others that you are fasting. But only your Father, who is unseen, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. That's what Jesus says about fasting. Now, every message I've ever heard about fasting, which is probably like five or six, the guy preaching it always makes a point to talk about how Jesus says at the very beginning of verse 16, when you fast and not if you fast. It's kind of funny, but it actually is it that everybody says that, but it is kind of important to note that Jesus says when you fast, meaning like we're not, fasting is not just for the people who like really love Jesus, like it's for everybody. We're all called to fast whenever the Holy Spirit tells us to. I, um, I spent some time over the summer traveling with some really radical Jesus followers, and at the time, fasting was something that I was just like, that kind of sucks. I like to eat or not have to withhold from things, but I'd look around, and everybody else would just, there's a lot of people that are like, man, I'm fasting, and I love, and they're just all fired up, and I get to fast and behold Jesus more, and I was just, I kind of had the mindset of like, oh, that's just for, those people are just like a little wilder about Jesus than me. They're just a little, that's for them, but it's not for me, and that is not true. Like, you may think, oh, fasting's for like the pastors, like fasting's for Richie. Richie's fasting today, so we had lunch, and I ate, and he just sat there and didn't eat. <laughs> that's, that's, find you a mentor that will sit there when he's fasting and not eat and still let you eat. So I picked the place that he doesn't like to go just because he wasn't eating. <laughs> but, um... Where was I? <laughs> yeah. So Jesus says, when you fast, we are all called to fast. It's not like an if thing. All of us are called to fast. And um, fasting keeps us. This is why I think it's so important to have fasting as part of your regular life with the Lord. Is Fasting keeps us from falling into complacency and keeps our hearts and spirit reliant on Jesus and the life that he gives us. If we... Um, just get too complacent in our walk with Jesus and we're just going through the motions and we just wake up every day and do the same thing every day, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you have your quiet time in the morning with Jesus and you read your Bible before school and then it's the same every day. Um, it's dangerous to get into habits with your walk with Jesus and get into a repetitive like formula. Like you don't want to put Jesus in a box. Like I spent so long with Jesus in a box and he was just the same like, I just met with Jesus on Sunday, and then on Wednesday night, and any time I was at church, and sometimes before school in the car. And that was the extent of my walk with Jesus, even though there's so much more to it than just, like, going through the motions. And even if you, maybe you have been super on fire, and you, like, went to burn a couple months ago when you got met by the Lord, and then you were just on fire ever since, and then you started just doing the same thing every day. Get up and meet with Jesus and you're meeting with him constantly and you're coming here and you're worshiping and you're listening to worship music every time you get in the car or anytime you're doing homework or whatever and you've got a good thing going, but then you just get to where you're doing the same. It just gets to be the same thing. And that can be dangerous because then eventually when you get comfortable with your walk with Jesus and you get used to what's happening, that's when, that's when you're at a bad spot. You never want to be comfortable. You should always be thinking, Jesus, how can I like know you more like just asking Jesus what do you want me to know about this or like Jesus how do I can I behold you more do I need to withhold from like, do I need to just skip 
uh, lunch tomorrow and just spend time with you, just different. Like you don't want to be stuck in the same thing because even if your heart is in the right place at first, eventually when you get used to it, it just becomes religion and it's not actually a relationship with Jesus anymore because you've quit asking him and you're just doing the same thing over and over again. You're doing what you know works. And that's just, that's religion, which we are not fans of religion here, okay? Can everybody say, we hate religion. I know that was, that's probably would sound very controversial if you said that at school and they'd be like, why do you go to church? But religion is just like going through the motions and it's not actually knowing Jesus and pursuing a relationship with him. And we don't want to get stuck with a religious heart where Jesus just becomes like this person we know about and not this person we know. And yeah, we don't want to go through the motions. It's bad. Um, but like, it's easy to talk about like we, there's a lot of reasons to fast and it's not just like complacency is one of those, but like, we just, I really want to dig into like why we fast and what like fruit will come from you fasting and what Jesus will pour into your life through spending time fasting. So like, as I said earlier, I spent uh, the summer traveling uh, around the country on this tour preaching the gospel every day. And it was probably the best, most transformative two months of my life. And every week we would lead a gap. Every week that we, we were in a different city every week and we would our weeks culminated on Friday with a big gathering, and we'd invite everybody that we met that week to come out to this worship gathering. And so 24 hours prior to this gathering, on Thursday, we would start a 24-hour fast where you would not eat. Um, any, we'd just drink, just drink water, and that's it for the whole day leading up to it. And at first, for mo, mo, for, to be honest here, most of the, <laughs> most of the times <laughs> this summer, I was like, dang, we got to fast. I'm like, want to eat. And, uh, but over time and over the weeks and weeks of fasting just for 24 hours once a week, I just grew to realize and see how much more like, like not eating, like you're hungry and you're like, you get tired and you're just like, like your body needs to eat. So like you're withholding, you're taking something from your uh, body and your life that like you need to survive, like you need to eat. And so like, you're not going to function as well if you're not eating. But the beautiful part about fasting when you're fasting for Jesus and when you're doing it when he's called you to is that the life that you need and the energy you need to push through and do whatever you're doing, he will provide to you. And so like the whole heart behind it is like as we are preparing for this gathering and to usher these people that we've just met into Jesus' presence and give them opportunity to really meet with him, we've just spent the whole day leading up to it, praying and fasting and not eating and withholding so that we are totally reliant on Jesus and that we could take none of the credit for anything that happened because it was all on, all on him because we were fasting and praying and we were withholding and just surrendering everything to him. And um, yeah, so that's like, that's probably my, that was when I really switched. Like I was like, wow, fasting can be more than just like this dumb thing that I got to do. For when the church does it in January, <laughs> that was what I, that was my view of fasting before I really like actually understood that like we, like there's something so beautiful and something like so transformative in your heart and mind when you totally are like, you withhold from something. You're like, look, Jesus, I like can't do this without you. Like you're gonna have to help me do it, and He will reveal so much to you in that surrender to Him and relying on Him and not relying on yourself. Fasting helps us learn to, like, let go of the material stuff in the world that our flesh 
wants. Like you're like we desire to eat and drink or whatever, but letting go of these things and relying on Jesus, that's what the purpose of fasting is. And fasting doesn't always it's not always about eating and drinking food. Wait, you eat food and you don't drink food. Sorry. <laughs> um yeah, it's not always about eating. You can fast from any, literally anything. For Just for example, uh, last year during our church-wide fast, my mom fasted from worrying. How many of you worry way too much? There's probably not enough hands up. But how many of you worry a lot? And so imagine if you were just like, okay, I'm going to fast from worrying, and I'm not going to worry at all during these next 21 days. I'm just going to, anytime I worry, I'm just going to look at Jesus. That was basically what her mindset was, and she just tried to eliminate worrying from her life. And so that's not necessarily withholding from something that's like physically, you know, draining, like withholding from food. But like just think about, like if you worry a lot and you try not to worry, then like what are you like, that's something that you spend a lot of time in your head like doing is worrying and stressing about things. Then imagine how much God is going to speak to you and move to you if all that time you spent worrying about Oh, I've got this test coming up. I'm so stressed about it. Or I've got, um, I've got this game this weekend. And I'm really worried about like we're gonna lose or something. Or I've got this boyfriend or this girlfriend, and I blah blah. blah or this so and so likes me, or and I don't know if, or blah blah blah. You know, it's all the different stuff you're worrying about. And if you spent, imagine if you spent all that time just like looking at Jesus and be like, okay, Jesus, what do you want me to know? Instead of just like worrying about what you can do, just like, okay, Jesus, what do you want me to know? And then just. Or, and you'd see, like, over time, as you decide to just lay down worrying, then as you spend more time, like, when you get worried, instead of being actually worried, you just say, Jesus, what do you want me to know? Then you're slowly going to find yourself actually way closer to Jesus than you were before because you're relying on him to, like, bring mental stability in these areas where you're worrying instead of just relying on yourself to figure it out. You're relying on him. And then over time, you realize, like, wow, like, I'm just, life's so much easier because I'm relying on Jesus and not relying on myself to figure things out. I fasted from uh, several different things. Like last year for the fast, I fasted from TikTok and scrolling. How many of you guys have scrolled way too much on TikTok or Instagram or social media? There's like, man, you guys are like so like, come on, I need some life and some energy. I know all of you guys spend so much time scrolling on your phone, and looking at TikTok videos or whatever. Like, I know all of you are doing it. And so imagine if instead of scrolling on TikTok, you went and opened the Bible app, and the Bible app actually still has, like, it's still, you still scroll to read it, so you're still using the same motion. So imagine if instead of scrolling on TikTok before bed, you scrolled in your Bible app. And then imagine what would happen in your heart and your mind if you were just replacing what probably, how many of you guys, a lot of your screen time is scrolling. Imagine if your screen time was just, imagine if you took, let's say you got four and a half hours of screen time a day, imagine if you took out two of those and it was just spent in the word or with Jesus. You would change so much and your heart would be shifted so much. And I really cannot stress this enough. Like when you take something out of your life that is just normal, the mon- like parts that you're used to and you just make that Jesus, that's where he comes and meets you and where you realize and where he'll teach you something because he doesn't want to, he can't teach you in, when you're in the formula because you're doing what you know. But when you're out of the formula and you don't know what you're doing, Jesus, that's when he comes and meets you and shows you, this is what I have for you. And so we're also going to jump to this other, this, I'm going to read a really big section of scripture here from John chapter 6, 25 through 37. 
Actually, 27 through 37. Just kidding. So, anybody got, everybody got a Bible? If not, look at the screen. But it's going to be up here. All right. Do not work for food that spoils. But this is Jesus talking, by the way. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and you still do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. So let's just kind of unpack what just happened right here um, and what Jesus is saying. Like he starts out saying, like, don't work for food and the spoils for food that, like, I can't read right now for some reason. Don't work, you don't work for food. Don't work for the things of the world. Like he's not just talking about food. He's talking about don't work for your, don't work so hard to get down with your homework so then you can sit and play video games all night before you go to bed. You know, like your work, should, don't just work tirelessly just so you can get whatever it is from the world. Work so that you can get food that endures to eternal life, which is the Son of Man will give to you. This food that endures to eternal life is what Jesus is giving you when you withhold from something or when you choose him over the things of the world. And it doesn't even have to be like sinful things of the world. It could just be like normal stuff. Like when you just choose Jesus over something else, that's when he gives you this bread of life that he's talking about. And then later he says this, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. Like that's, like I know, like you're hearing me talk about fasting right now, and you're like, okay, that's cool, but like how do I, like okay, what if I stop doing, what if I stop like vaping or whatever sin I have in my life that's withholding me from like seeing Jesus more? Like what, how do I, okay, now that I know that this is bad, I'm going to withhold from it, then what do I do? Like all you have to do is just choose Jesus and believe in him and it, and through you seeking him and just believing that he died for you, then he is just going to pour out so much of his love onto you. And you're just going to find as you continue to choose him and choose to believe in him over believing what people tell you, that it will be easier to come and choose Jesus and that you will just want to choose Jesus rather than it being a chore. Like, oh, dang it, I'm supposed to fast this week. it will be like, oh, yes, I get to fast and behold Jesus more and spend more time with him. Fasting in the right way is going to help us grow intimacy with him. Like at the, in that very last verse, he says, all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. So when you choose Jesus, he's not going to push you away. When you choose to withhold from these things that are dragging you down, and these weights that are holding you back, Jesus is never going to push you away. He's going to embrace you. And so choosing Jesus is in choosing him in this fasting and choosing to like withhold from what you, your flesh wants 
and to pick Jesus is going to help you grow closer to him because he's going to pull you closer once you start reaching in. He's pulling you closer. But I don't want you to think that fasting is always going to lead to the crazy breakthrough in your life. Sometimes you may have a hard situation and you're just like, Jesus, what do I need to do? I'm going to pray and fast so hard for the next week just so that um, I can see breakthrough in this certain situation. And maybe you do that and you have like a a friend that you've had a, a broken friendship with and you are beefing with each other or something. And let's say you feel like, okay, I'm gonna pray and fast every day for the next four days and then by the end, God's gonna come break through in this and we can forgive each other and we can be friends again. And let's say you do that, like that doesn't mean God's, just because you chose to pray and fast doesn't mean God's gonna come and fix um, and you're gonna see breakthrough how you may want it. Like fasting's not always gonna change your external circumstances, but it's always going to shift what your internal circumstances and what's happening in your heart. Like choosing to withhold and seek Jesus above whatever else it is you got going on. It may not change anything else around you. The world's still going to be the same. There's still going to be the same things that the enemy is throwing at you, trying to get you to look away from Jesus with. But if you just, like, they're still going to be there. But you choosing Jesus is going to internally switch you, and then you'll find it easier to withhold from the things that distract you from him. As you regularly start seeking him and choosing him, it'll be easier and easier, and then it will just be part of your life, and you don't have to not choose these things because Jesus is just the main thing. And if you understand, like, understanding all this over time, like your intimacy with Jesus, like I was talking about, like, you're going to grow closer with him, and you're gonna, he's going to teach you more things about yourself and about who you really are and how you can walk in, like, the fullness that he has for you just from you choosing him. Like, your intimacy is going to go up. You may not always see breakthrough like I was just saying, but you will for sure find yourself closer to Jesus and have a more intimate relationship with him. Does that make sense? Yeah? We're tracking? Okay. All right, I did not... Don't have a slide for this one, but it's only three verses, so it'll be good. But I also didn't mark it, but I just flipped to Hebrews first try, so the Lord is in the room. Can I get an amen? Come on. All right, so I'm going to read these three verses. The first, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. And um, everything I'm about to tell you, I basically took from a friend of mine. <laughs> but it's really good, and I think that it's a fresh perspective um, that's not really talking about food necessarily and like fasting, but throwing off things that are hindering us. So I'm just going to read this real quick. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning his shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So, this, these three verses, they may seem like not much, but there is so much. Like, if you just live out what, was, what I just read, like, you are, you're doing the right thing. Jesus is going to come move in your life. So let's go back to the beginning. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, so like 
we are all surrounded by people. That's like what he's talking about when he says cloud of witnesses, like just the people around, like in life. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Notice that when he, he says things that hinders and sin. So a lot of you, when I talk about things of the world and like withholding from them and getting rid of those, I'm sure you all thought of like X, Y, Z, different things that you do wrong that you're like, I gotta stop doing this so I can be more right with Jesus. And there's, that's probably true. You probably do gotta stop doing those things to be right with Jesus. But when it says everything that hinders, that's just anything that could be not necessarily bad, not necessarily sinful in nature, but could withhold you from the fullness that Jesus has, could be hindering you in your walk. Think of it like if I was walking and I had a bunch of weights tied to me, I wouldn't be able to run as fast. Because later it talks about running the race marked out before us, the, that race is just life with Jesus and seeking him and seeing his kingdom come on earth. And if you're trying to run this race, imagine if you had like five different like um, big like 45 pound plates like tied to your back and you were trying to run, it would be a lot harder. You wouldn't be able to run as fast. And so like these things that hinder and these sin that tie us up, like those things are slowing us down and hindering you from running this race at full speed. You can't run to Jesus at full speed when you are addicted to pornography and you spend all your time just like, when you're alone, just like totally stuck in this bad place, like lusting over things. You can't totally run after Jesus when you spend way too much time gossiping and talking about, about other people at your school or even, in your, even your own friends. Like you can't, fully chase after Jesus doing that. You can't fully chase after Jesus if you're going to parties and drinking or vaping or whatever, all these things. Like, you can't fully run after Jesus if you spend all your time playing video games. You can't fully run after Jesus if you spend all your time, hey, maybe you spend too much time like at practice for sports and like working hard at whatever sport you play, but if none of it is like, if your heart and mind are never focused on Jesus and you're so focused on how can I be good at this, like, that's not bad. That's not bad like those other three things I just mentioned, but that's still hindering you if all your time is focused on, like, I've just got to get better. I just have to get my, I have to make all the best grades and I can't ever, like, mess up. I have to get all my homework done. I'm not saying that not doing your homework will lead to you knowing Jesus more. You aren't supposed to do your homework. Don't be like I was. But if you just get so stressed over, like, constantly focusing on that and it just distracts you from Jesus, that's another way that's slowing you down. And it's easy to, like, okay, you're naming all these weights that are slowing me down, but how, like, how do I cut them off? It's not just, like, I can't just, it's not that easy. If we jump to verse 3, this is the answer to how you cut these off. Consider him is what it says. Those first two words right there. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. When you are thinking about all these different things, I know you've all got like three or four things in your head that you're like, man, these things are just keeping me from my relationship with Jesus. Like these things are holding me back from this further surrender to walking with the Lord. The way that you get rid of those is you just consider him. Just remember like, like what Jesus did for you. <laughs> like Jesus died on a cross so that you could be free from these things. He hung on a tree thinking of you. He hung on a tree so that you could choose to cut off those things and have a relationship with the Father and have the Holy Spirit inside of you. So like any time that you have like something going on that is withholding you from what the fullness, that, the fullness that Jesus has for you, just consider him. 
And that may look different for a lot of you guys. Maybe that's just open your word and just be like, just look at and just read from him. If you got something going on, that's, if you got a weight that you're trying to cut off, just open the word. A lot of times for me, like I actually really recently as yesterday had something going on, like a weight that I was just like worrying and stressing over that I was just like I needed to get off and I was just was tired of it, carrying it. I had been, just been carrying, me, carrying it for the past couple of days and I was really in here last night after worship practice and I just stayed and I didn't know, I didn't have anything else like, I was so caught up in my own head and I didn't know what to like, Jesus, I don't want to worry about this burden anymore. I don't want to carry this. I just want to live life with you and seek you. And the only thing that I could think to do was to just sit in here and just like praise him and honor him and sing praise to him. And that's the only thing that I could do. And so I was just, just singing in here crying out just that Jesus is holy and just singing like the simplest song to him with no like not worried about like like just high praise vertical just like Jesus thank you and you are good. And when you just like choose to just praise Jesus and just choose to like we were how many of you know we were like made to love God and that's what you were designed to do is to love him and pour out your oil on him and worship him. That's what we're made to do. That's how you were designed. That's how God designed you is to worship him. Not because he is like a mean dictator and like wants you to worship him. Like you worship me now. Because if he did, then, that, then God wouldn't be good. God, we were made to worship and God made us meant to be in relationship with him. He made us with free will so that we could choose him. And so when we choose him, when you choose Jesus and you cut off these things and you praise him, he's just so full of joy because he's like, wow, you've chosen like, you've chosen me, I feel so loved. Because it's not love when he makes you choose him, but you get to choose him. Does that make sense? Like, you get to choose Jesus, and he loves that you get to do that. And every time you do, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And so, like, it's as simple as just, like, for me, it was as simple as just, like, Jesus, I'm just going to sing praise to you. And I don't even feel, like, I don't feel like it. Like, I don't feel like singing these praises. I'm just, like, really bummed right now, but I'm still going to because you're good. And slowly, I just felt these weights just come off of me. And I was just, like, felt freer, and I walked out of here way lighter than I was when I came in just because I chose him. And I know we're, that's not necessarily fasting per se, but it's the same principle as, like, you are cutting off whatever it is, whether that's eating something or, or it's like time in your day. Like I've fasted from like my morning time that I spend asleep and just getting up and choosing him. And so whether it's some, like fasting the same way with these things that Jesus calls you to fast and brings to your mind, like when you choose those things, it's you get lighter and it just gets easier because you're relying on the one who created you to help you through life. You're not relying on yourself. Like we were meant to walk with Jesus and for him to help us and give us strength. Because how many of you know that we are weak on our own? We are, we are really weak. But with Jesus, we are strong enough. Like how many times have you been in this room or in a setting like at Burn or something where you've just seen like the Holy Spirit fall and there's just like people like jumping up and down and acting crazy and just singing as loud as they can. There's people crying. Like how many of you have seen that? Do you think that would happen just because like the band played a good song or like Richie worked his hardest in his own strength to write a really cool inspirational speech? No, like that's all, like none of that is possible 
without Jesus. Like, I know a lot of you guys have seen a move of God in your life, and none of that is possible upon your own strength. Like, you've seen it in people around you, and it wasn't due to somebody else, and like another person, it was due to Jesus. And so as we start, like, wrapping this up, I just want you to, like, leave here with just knowing that, like, fasting and just life in general, like, choosing, like, you don't, you're not strong enough, but you can choose Jesus who is strong enough and will give you strength. And that should be, your lifestyle should be choosing Jesus and him giving you strength. Every time you fast, it should be not because everyone else is doing it. And like Jesus said, like, don't go around acting all somber so that you can get attention and be like, oh, I'm fasting from whatever, and it's so hard. Like, no, you can just fast how Jesus tells you to fast, and Jesus will give you strength, and it won't even be hard. Yeah, so I'm just going to invite the band up, and we're going to get into some worship. And as we get into worship, a lot of these songs that we're singing are about like choosing Jesus and how he is like, the more we seek Jesus, the more we're going to find him. And how he's the only one that can fill us up. And as we're singing these songs, we're going to do something. You guys have probably been in here a lot of times where we just chose, where we have a moment like this and I let you spread out across the room and you are on your face and you're just with Jesus. And those moments are good and important and you can have that moment in your room tonight if you need to. But tonight... I really want you guys to posture yourselves like standing and just fixed on Jesus and just praising him and singing for him. Because like I said, literally for me last night, to throw off these weights I was carrying, what it took was me just praising him and not like getting in some feely moment and like, oh, Jesus, those are good. But we're gonna stand tonight together and just praise Jesus and I, want you to, I don't want you to forget about these weights, but I want, as you're, as you're singing to him and praising him, like, just picture yourself just, like, handing those away. And every time you sing a word, it's you handing these weights off to Jesus and cutting them off and handing over, like, just surrendering to him and letting him take the burden and just getting lighter. And so we're all going to stand and worship and... I want you guys to you know, just come up. Just Let's all be together because we're a family here, you know. And it's good for us to spread out and be on our own. But I really think that even though, like, a lot of this, like, fasting and withholding the behold is a lot about you and your personal walk. But that doesn't mean that we can't come here as a family and honor Jesus. But I don't, even though we're standing here together as a family, I still want your eyes here on Jesus. I don't want you thinking about the person beside of you or what's going on with them. I want you're with Jesus, just you and him. And you're praising him and thanking him for what he's done and handing off these burdens.